Welcome screensavers, Matt, Michael, and Tyler here. We are doing a little bonus episode on most anticipated movies of 2023. We're each going to give five of our favorites that we're looking forward to. If you know me, you know the other guys, you know that we're actually giving more than five. But quickly, 2022, guys, tell me if you agree or not, was a very up and down year. So many of the viewings and the screenings that I went to seem so long ago. I'm thinking about seeing Ambulance in the spring. <laughs> I'm thinking about seeing Beast in a small theater in late summer and wondering what I was doing there. I remember seeing, I saw Banshees of Inishirin with a great crowd in the fall, and it was really great. I think last year had a lot of great stuff. A lot of mixed stuff and bad stuff too, but for me... I don't know about you, even a bad times at the movies is a pretty good time, and I'm super excited for what we get in 2023. In 2023, I'm hoping for seeing a lot of stuff that I don't know what it is, but I'm excited by it. Like, just a lot of, like, bonkers stories that I go, I, this is what I came to the movies for. I've never seen this before, but I'm glad I did. Is there anything specific that you guys are hoping for in the new year? I'm kind of hoping for more consistency throughout the year. So August to like september was a rough time last year so yeah, many bad. stinkers in that time so i'm just kind of hoping we get a lot more better movies spread out we're starting off strong so i'm excited to see what happens so you know anything could happen i'm excited to go back to the theater that 2022 was an improvement on 2021 so i'm hoping 2023 is the same way it's an even better improvement and i'm tyler sitkus <laughs> <laughs> And I and I'm Matt Sturdivant, and I agree with everything that you said about that. Um, twenty twenty two really had some real high highs, but it had some real low lows. Like, Absolutely. and they all kind of were pretty grouped together. Like twenty twenty two, like early spring, specifically like X and everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, all like that early early to mid spring time frame just had several knockout bangers and then it it really it really dulled down quite a bit from about i would i would even say may from did about it start doctor with strange. Lightyear? no it started with doctor strange for me oh okay fair um from like doctor strange up until pearl like pearl was the first good movie really good movie i can think of from that time frame that's true. That was a rough stretch. And it's quite, like like you said, it's annoying because then so many things come out in the fall months. And you're like, you could push those to August and they'll make, like, there's no competition. They have a good chance of making a lot more money. Also, another thing on my wish list for this year is that a lot of the awards movies, particularly, particularly international movies, which I know is always an issue with North American distribution, I want to see them actually come out in the calendar year yeah. or or very soon after. But I, none of this women talking is coming out on March 3rd nonsense. <laughs> like, please stop with that. So, like, please have the stuff available and I will watch it. I can't speak for everybody else, but I, I will watch it. So without, without further ado, we're going to get started here with our number five. So, Matt, what's your number five most anticipated movie of 2023? So I I had a list of like just over a dozen and it was very hard to narrow these down to five. So I wouldn't say this is in any particular order, but one of the ones one of the first ones I want to 
talk about what we're very close to is Infinity Pool. It's directed by Brandon Cronenberg. It's got Alexander Skarsgård, Mia Goth, among others. Uh, we saw the trailer for this, or I saw the trailer for this before Megan, and it just looks good. It looks like I'm as excited for this as I should have been for Crimes of the Future by David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one I'm really excited about. Um, I believe it's about a man who is, I think he is accused of manslaughter and they basically, from what I gather, it's, it's one of those movies you were talking about, Mike, where like, it it seems kind of bonkers and weird, but you almost got to like bask in the craziness to enjoy it. It looks like one of, it's going to be one of those. Um, so he, he's accused of manslaughter and sentenced to death, but he, gets like a body double to be executed for him and something or other that's as much as i got from the trailer but the less i know i'm sure the better for anything touched by a cronenberg so that's fine um <laughs> yeah so i um yeah i'm interested in this i completely avoided any sort of anything about it i knew that Scarsgard and goth were in it i knew who was making it and i said sold i don't need to see a trailer I don't need to do any of that. You know, it's it's a funny thing because like we try to stay up on what's coming out so much. But what I've been falling in love with over the past couple of years is just going into movies blind. Like I don't want to see anything. I understand most people are not like that because they're sane people who don't like obsess over movies. And but I, I still do it like if I'm if there's a movie I'm on the fence about. But Tyler, what were you gonna say? I think it's a problem nowadays with trailers that just are way too long and give so much away that like it's better to not see them. You're getting like these like five minute trailers with the whole plot of the film. And, like, <laughs> Babylon. <laughs> and like movies like I'm, I know um, this is always what I pick on, but this is true for all comic book movies, Marvel, DC, is that you get 30 trailers before you get the movie. And like mm-hmm. they make an event out of every trailer, like in two weeks, the next trailer drops. I just want to see the movie. I don't need to see 30 <laughs> yeah. trailers of different scenes from the movie. I, I'm going to see the movie regardless. So I don't like that kind of thing with and that's kind of true for all um big blockbuster films now is the multiple trailer releases like the long drawn out trailer releases and i i'm just tired of that so it's much better to just see kind of movies just i mean i just rather just see like maybe a trailer if like it's a movie i'm not into like bo is afraid i had to watch a trailer for that because i had to and it, nothing was cleared up by that so i was, I was gonna say <laughs> did you even figure anything out from that's the trailer, the trailer I, I like that's the trailer i like just nonsense <laughs> Is it our impatience as a society? It like, is. We see it. We just need teaser, teaser, teaser. Even on like late night shows, they'll be like, can you say anything about the upcoming season of blah, blah, blah? And the person's like, no, I literally contractually cannot. But it's like, again, it's like, why would we want to know? Exactly. Should we be like excited to like view the thing that we all came to see? Like we know 75% of the movie when we go into the movie. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it, I, but mm-hmm. I'm also an idiot. So there's a lot of trailers lately where like I've noticed like I'm waiting for a scene to happen. And that's a bad thing. I shouldn't be like that hasn't happened yet. So I'm waiting for it to happen. I don't want to know that and realize like something's got to happen because I remember this scene from the trailer and that hasn't happened yet. Or I remember that character was wearing those clothes and that crazy scene in the trailer. So I know that's coming up. Like you're giving too much away. You can create suspense without 
giving away like major plot lines in these trailers. Like everything everywhere all at once was a perfect example of that. That mm-hmm. trailer was bonkers mm-hmm. all over the place, but it made me interested. I wanted to see it. I loved it. So this this issue is why I'm a well, it's M Night Shyamalan, so that's why I'm a little apprehensive about Knock at the Cabin. But I don't know if you guys saw the latest trailer for Knock at the Cabin. I just did it, during my screening of Megan. <laughs> yeah. I it, say I had to for Megan. I don't know what the Shyamalan twist is going to be, but if it, it it's just, it, I feel like it gave too much away. It's like, why do I care about this movie? This is what the setup. It's like it, with as much information as they gave away for it, it's like a, you're going for the sh- to see what Shyamalan does for a twist. And they're not even that good lately, so it's... Like, I can't wait to talk about Shyamalan because I I have to refute his twist it's his brand as twist guy. I just there's so much more to him. I, I actually kind of I actually like the second trailer better. The first one was like really? okay, this is yeah, I like the second one better because I think there's an interesting human story there. I I don't really care if there's a twist or not. So, I'm excited for that one too. Tyler, what's your number 5? My number five is Barbie. Uh, This just... Everything I've seen about this is, like I said, it's all over the place. I have no idea where this movie is going to go. So I'm excited for that. I don't want to see any more than that teaser trailer, which told me nothing. Uh, Margot Robbie I love, so she's great in almost everything she's in. So I'm excited to see Ryan Gosling since his last movie left a bad taste in my mouth. I hated his last outing. <laughs> hey, hey. I put didn't some, even hate put it. Put some respect hoping, on the gray man. <laughs> no, I'm not putting any respect. That movie was trash. I'm hoping this kind of uh, redeems that. Um, and it's just one of those movies where, don't give me any more. You've got me on board with how crazy everything looks about this. Greta, <laughs> just give me this movie. We've still got six months. We know we're getting something else. (laughs) I'm going to try to avoid it so hard, and I'm going to be so... But, like, they're going to smack me in the face with marketing for this thing. Uh, Mattel. Mattel is going to have a time. I have an honorable mention, which is Renfield, which the trailer just came out for. This is Nicholas Holt as the assistant to Dracula, who's played by Nicholas Cage. And Renfield falls in love with a New Orleans traffic cop played by aqua played by aqua you're definitely the most likely for that to happen to (laughs) on the pod that's your city love new orleans played by aquafina i i i really like aquafina i like her more with each movie i see her in so i'm excited for this this is being done by chris mckay who did the tomorrow war a movie i did not like at all that was a bad film but it had a pretty good trailer, so I'm excited for a Renfield. All right, and then I'll go to my number five, which I guarantee you guys have never heard of because I have <laughs> never heard of it and don't really know what it is now. So it's called Here, and it follows a room and the different people that inhabit it over the years. Okay? okay. Oh, I thought it was I... here. Like, listen up. Hear this. No. It is not H-E-A-R. It is H-E-R-E. I just heard about this. I don't even really know if it's coming out this year. It seems like it might might come out next year. But I flipped, flipped when I heard about the team that is doing this. Because here's who's involved. Robert Zemeckis is directing. Uh... Eric Roth is writing. Eric Roth is writing. 
This is starring Tom Hanks and Robin Wright. When was the last time that this group of people were together? Oh, Forrest Gump. Yeah, this is the reunion that I want. This is my IP. Please give it to me right now. I don't even care if it's good. Is this just a Forrest Gump sequel in an alternate world to a spoiler alert? Jenny didn't die. No, they they tried doing Forrest Gump too, and I think they like killed it like right away. I think you give Zemeckis too many chances. No, I, I he made Back to the Future. He made Forrest Gump Castaway. That was lies so beneath long contact. ago. When was I, the last it's insane. Good movie he made? <laughs> it's insane. I, like, who's your most exciting filmmaker right now? Right now? Yeah. My personal or just general? Yeah. Um, probably Ty West. Honestly. And so, how many bad ones would Ty West have to make in a row for you to give up on him? Not that many. Oh, to see, no, I'm here for it. And again, it's not know. even just Zemeckis; it's Eric Roth writing. And it's the stars of Forrest Gump. It's Forrest and Jenny. I don't again. I don't even care if it's good. I just want to see it. I mean, uh, we're talking to on, like two decades of bad. Yeah, Castaway and What Lies Beneath. Okay, we're in two thousand, and then I would have to double check the filmography, but it's been pretty pretty it, bad since yeah. then. If Ty West went two decades without making another mo- uh, good movie like X or Pearl, then yeah, I'd probably be in the same boat. No, Zemeckis has it. I mean, he's, obviously, I, he's got me. I might get lambasted just for comparing X and Pearl to Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and Castaway, but whatever. No, I don't know. your opinion is your opinion. It's it's fine. Apparently, here is based on a a comic strip, a comic strip, and then a graphic novel by Richard McGuire. So again, this this movie's probably not probably not even coming out this year. But I saw it and just my jaw dropped. Matt, you're number four. Well, first of all, just real quick, speaking of filmmakers I'm a big fan of, uh, I didn't put these down because I can't remember the names of them, uh, but allegedly the fact that Yorgos Lanthimos is going to have one or two movies out this year, allegedly. I wanna yeah, yeah I'm going to talk about that. Those. Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Okay. Um, and since... Bar- uh, since Tyler took Barbie, I guess I gotta mention Oppenheimer for my number five or uh, four. Okay, why? Because the Barbie and Oppenheimer double feature is get, probably gonna be one of the highlights of my movie going experience for this year. Do you think that that will actually last? What? Do you you don't think one of them will move? I mean. I wanted to pick Bart. I'm going to see him in the same day. So regardless of how either of them are, just the fact that I'm going to, that I'm making a point to see them both in the same day. But I'm saying, I think one of them might move. I'm not sure. Oh, I think, think by the oh, time we get to move, June, like, that one of the dates. release dates will probably, and maybe Oppenheimer. No, they can't do Oppenheimer because they do the little countdown during the trailer every, <laughs> oh, every time. That's true. <laughs> that would really mess it up. Yeah. I mean, it's Chris Nolan. I know your mileage may vary on Chris Nolan, but I I think he's got a pretty good track record for the most part. Um, stacked cast. It's I, I think it's an interesting subject. Um, it's a, a fun tie-in to our episode on Megan where we talked about whether we should blame the creator of a deadly weapon for the bloodshed that it causes. Right. Um, I assume that's going to get explored, maybe. But 
I um, really hope it does. It's I'm a little afraid. I'm got, afraid that it no won't. Way, there's no way it can't. I'm just saying. I um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think there's a world in which it can, and that would really disappoint me. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, it could go full America and just glorify him the whole time. But I don't think it'll do that either. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm interested. Tyler, what's your number four? My number four is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, odd for me to have an MCU film on here, but uh, yeah, wow, <laughs> I do because I love James Gunn's work. Um, I like the Guardians films too. Was not as good as the first one, but I I'm really love the first one. So I'm just kind of excited to see him back and not in a garbage Taika Waititi film uh, as a cameo. Uh, hopefully they redeem themselves because that was atrocious. Um, but I just love the Guardians team. I recently just played through the Guardians of the Galaxy game again for PlayStation, and I'm just very amped to get part, be part of that. To, ah, to be part of that team again. All right, yeah, I Guardians is my favorite individual. I don't know what you call it, storyline or group of characters or franchise within a bigger franchise. They're my favorite of the MCU stuff, so I'm very excited for that. Although Dave Bautista, after this, he's done. Mm-hmm. He's a serious actor from now on. <laughs> I like we'll see how, how Knock at the Cabin goes. Dave Batista is one of the many people now just like having a personal vendetta with The Rock. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He's he's like I didn't want to be like The Rock. I wanted to be a oh, good actor. Right. And then Zach Levi <laughs> is like in a feud with him now because like with The Rock or Yeah, with, with The Rock. About what? Because The Rock didn't want to be part of Shazam. He thought Shazam was too goofy for Black Adam, the the greatest superhero <laughs> ever. So, I don't need a box for my lunch. Yeah, Zach, <laughs> Zach Black Adam. I posted a thing that was like, oh, I forgot what it was. It was like a meme making fun of his energy drink line or something. Oh, interesting. I like Dave Bautista a lot. I think he's a very good actor, and I'm excited to see him delve more into the dramatic world my number four is something matt mentioned previously and it's the first double feature on my list from a single director poor things and 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 is the title of the second movie both from yorgos lanthimos i again i have suspicions that and will not come out maybe until 24 but we'll see poor things is based on the novel by alistair gray it involves human experimentation a scientist places an infant's brain inside of a woman's body and there are consequences for everybody involved i've read the book the book is very very good and i think it'll make i think he's the perfect filmmaker for the material i was just gonna say that sounds like the most yorgos lanthimos thing ever just just to really briefly interject here there's no way they can allow two yorgos lanthimos films in one year right? there's no Hollywood way that's impossible ju- in reality Hollywood would just explode <laughs> I, I I'm here for it. You know what? Let's it put has... let's put Brendan Fraser in a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Let's just go hmm. all in. He's so like he's such a force of light, though. He would have to be so dark. I'm not saying he can't do it, but yeah, that, that, that's a possibility. This one has Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe also has that Art Thief movie Inside, which I think will be really cool. Mark Ruffalo is also in that, and then. And very limited information on that one, but it's an anthology film. It's a kind of movie that I love. Also with Emma Stone and Willem Dafoe, but I guess Jesse Plemons is in it, Hong Chow. I just, again, I don't need to see a single thing. Put me in a room tomorrow and show me both of them. What if one of the anthologies is the entire first movie? 
and that's why it also has Willem Dafoe and Emma Stone. <laughs> oh, you're saying it's just poor things. Yeah, what if it's in... just poor things in the middle of it's... a other smaller <laughs> What if it's just his entire filmography up to that point? <laughs> then I'd have a grand old time. Dog I would tooth. love it. I love Dog The Killing tooth. of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster. Give it to me. Colin I, Farrell I, I... is everywhere. Well worth the price of admission. Matt, what's your number three? What do I want to talk about? Scream 6. I'm, I'm all in on Scream 6. I loved Scream 5. I think the ghost face in New York thing is a very interesting concept. I, 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 like, I dig the cast of that, that's returning for Scream 6 from Scream 5, including Jenna Ortega. Uh, probably especially Jenna Ortega. I love Jenna Ortega so much. Um, we don't know much more than that other than Ghostface takes New York. But I'm in. So I hated Scream 5. And I say I'm still pretty hyped for this because, like you said, it's a new setting. Something's going on. It's, you know, I, I think this one has potential as long as they don't, as long as they don't, again, pour 10 gallons of meta on the movie, then I think it'll be great. First of all, they're going to. And second of all, you're telling me something's going on in this film? Wow. I'm excited. Is that what I said? You said something's going on after a new setting. Oh, okay. I'm going to be honest. wasn't listening to myself. <laughs> that, that is how you could describe every movie ever. Something's going on. And that is not how you could describe every movie ever. That's Believe true. me, there are some that's, movies that I've watched that's not where Lamb. nothing goes on. Lamb is not one you can describe as something's going on. Yeah. The Pale Blue Eye was another one. Oh, interesting. Tyler, what's your number three? My number three, another Marvel property, but not MCU, is... Uh, in- spider-man across the spider-verse why do you keep stealing my entries i'm just this is my most anticipated films like (laughs) i i loved into the spider-verse uh just honestly one of my favorite superhero movies ever um the art style was incredible it i still will just watch the scene where he first puts on the suit and i get chills every time such a well done movie and i'm so excited to return to that universe Agreed. Yeah, I am too. I, I love Into the Spider-Verse. And are they still, I'm assuming, splitting them into two parts? I be- yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm here I like. I'm here for anything that involves any of that. And we so. get Oscar Isaac joining the cast. <laughs> are you guys into the Sony non-MCU Spider-Man offshoot things like Craven no. and uh, Adam Webb Madam and all Webb, that? Madam Webb, I mean, you're getting me a cast that I'm going to be all in on. But <laughs> 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 I mean, I drove by uh, one of the props, one of their FDNY ambulances in Worcester, Mass. So, you know, I'm personally connected to that film. <laughs> you, know, you know what would get me more interested? If Paul Schrader made a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> You're really doubling down on this bit. What if Yorgos Lanthimos? <laughs> I just had to add to the discourse, sorry. Um, I was going to say something really messed up, but I won't. My number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. This is Martin Scorsese's adaptation of the great David Grand book about the Osage Nation in the 1920s that is cut up in murder and really con- a larger conspiracy which leads to a major fbi investigation this is starring a guy called leonardo dicaprio jesse plemons is in it robert de niro brendan fraser is actually in this one john lithgow tantu cardinal 
This has been in production forever. It's costing like $9 billion. It is coming from Apple, but I, I am so excited for it. Scorsese is another one who he could make 10 bad movies in a row. And I, I, I would see the next one happily. He's never made think, a bad one. I would say, I don't think he makes bad movies. Even the movies of his that are not my favorite are always interesting mm. to watch. He doesn't make bad movies. He just has bad takes sometimes. Nope, never, never had a bad Not getting into whatsoever. it. How about you slide into your number two, Matt? Well, I guess I got to have my own Marvel property since my two were taken. Uh, I, I'm actually pretty excited for Ant-Man and the Lost, Quantumania. Uh, it seems like a giant swing for them. It does, but I'm fine with it. I, I really enjoy Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. I love Jonathan Majors as Kang. I'm interested to see more of him. I mean, we got Ruben Rabasa as the coffee shop guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray. I heard in one scene he like picks up Ant Man and hangs him over the trash can and starts yelling, <laughs> "Trash belongs in the trash." Poor Seth Green. <laughs> Poor child Seth Green. <laughs> Little child Seth Green. Uh, no, but I'm like I'm I'm pretty excited. I mean, the MCU didn't have the best year in 2022 but that doesn't make me uh, too much less excited to see how it continues to unfold the series i'm kind of here nor there about the tv stuff but i've i've still like the movies at least to a degree so I'm, I'm still pretty excited for it so i as long as there's plenty of michael douglas and michelle pfeiffer yeah. i'm good just show plenty of them <laughs> how you guys feeling about the marvels the, th the third offering that we're going to get. I could not possibly care less. I'm interested. I'm in. Um, I like Brie Larson, and I like I liked Captain Marvel. I know you guys didn't care for it, but I liked it. Um, we were just embarrassed. Iman Vellani is yeah. Ms. Marvel. A lot of people liked her. I didn't finish Ms. Marvel, but I'm still pretty excited for it. I'm going to meld your two responses. I don't really care, but I'm going to force myself to care and give it a fair shot. I I didn't dislike the first movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't really love it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to give this one a shot. Tyler, what's your number two? My number two, and I'm like, Matt, I'm not going to change it just because these have been taken. But <laughs> I, I have a two-parter because I couldn't decide which one gets this spot. So it's Oppenheimer, which we talked about, and the other one, which Mike stole, is Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, Oppenheimer, we went in, in detail, so uh, and we did for the other one, so I'm just going to get my brief thoughts on it. We get to see Christopher Nolan actually set off a nuke and filmed it, so you know I'm curi I can't wait to see that. No special effects, he genuinely nuked a place and filmed that, apparently. <laughs> That's what I'm That'll be an interesting anyway. conversation in itself. But Nolan is a very hit-or-miss filmmaker with me, so I'm very curious to see which way this goes. I love Cillian Murphy, so, you know, for him as the star of the show, you got me in there. So, <laughs> um, definitely curious to see that. And then, Killers of the Flower Moon, my favorite artist, probably one of my favorite current artists, Jason Isbell, is making his acting debut in a Scorsese film. Awesome. So everything you said, Mike, I would repeat it, but just that makes it incredible, and I cannot wait for it to come out. Besides Dark Knight, what's your favorite Nolan project? That's tough. Interstellar, just kidding. 
Yeah, I don't think so. I hated Interstellar. Oh, that's you're a big you're a big insomnia guy, right? Insomnia. I do not care for insomnia much. I'll be honest. I kind of like scared. Dunkirk. <laughs> I kind of like Dunkirk. He's hit or miss. I'm like, <laughs> what's your second favorite no, Nolan it, movie? Kind of like Dunkirk. It, it's probably Inception, <laughs> and then Dunkirk, and then everything else. Kind of like. You don't, like, you don't like Memento? Memento was alright. I liked it. I do like Memento a lot. I think Memento is like a one-time watch for me. Yeah. I Personally, I think his other two Batman movies are obviously eclipsed by The Dark Knight. But Batman Begins, I really like, too. Batman yeah. Begins is really good. You know what was I absolutely awful? agree. Tenet. Tenet was garbage. And I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> I heard that from a lot of people. I gotta say, in the height of COVID, never saw it. I decided uh, to watch it one day, and I want my time back. Chris Nolan, you owe me, like, however long that movie was. I didn't even finish it, I'll be honest. Couldn't be bothered to. I kind of just shut it off with, like, probably, like, 20 minutes left. <laughs> my number two is my second and final double feature. It is a double Wes Anderson. He has mm. Asteroid City, and then he has the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Wes Anderson's new movie starring everyone in Hollywood, Asteroid City. I, I have to say, this. there are very few directors that are close to my heart as Wes Anderson is. I, I love him so much. Again, he's make 10 bad movies and I'm coming back for more. In fact, my reactions to the last two were not stellar. I really did not like Isle of Dogs all that much. I thought it was beautiful art, but the story did not grab me. And same with French Dispatch. I'm going to rewatch that one because I started to recently and I kind of started to reconsider it. But again, it's like you're, you and your team are so unbelievably great at making things visually and auditorily interesting. But the story on that one, especially like as it went on, just was not hitting me. However, Asteroid City, I'm up for it. It's a Western. I guess there's like a junior space cadet convention convention and there's some global phenomenon that interrupts it i don't know anything else i don't really want to know anything else and the wonderful story of henry sugar is based on a roald doll story i think that one is going to netflix starring benedict cumberbatch so we'll see anytime there's wes anderson i'm there opening day so hit me with it matt what's your number one of all these i i gotta go with bo is afraid is my number one most anticipated sweet because first of all we should have gotten this last year so we could finish up our competition of best third feature director from freaky directors yeah um low-key think that disappointment boulevard was still a better title but i also don't know who bo is maybe it makes more sense in the context of the movie but it's it's joaquin phoenix seemingly having an existential crisis and like in like this trippy narrative and it just looks so bonkers and weird but the pedigree of the those involved i'm just so i'm i was sold on it before i got the trailer and the trailer just made me even more excited for it i completely agree what did the poster do for you it it looked like one of those like ai bot drawings that people have been doing on social media it didn't really do anything for me I thought it looked like Rory Kinnear in Men when he was playing the boy, <laughs> yes. where it's like, this is not a child's face on a child. All right, Tyler, what's your number one? I, was, oh, were you going to no. say something, Matt? I was just going to say, I probably stole it. No, you did not. 
Really? Th- was there any doubt what my number one was going to be? But oh. John Wick 4! Absolutely. <laughs> we get to see Keanu Reeves kill people in all different ways. You know, I'm <laughs> expecting him to, like, throw people out of planes and stuff. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm excited. This is going to be over the top. He's going to have, like, he's going to be, like, fighting people on camels, like, gunfights. And it's going to be sick. And he's going to have impeccable line delivery. Yes, he's going to have some terribly delivered lines. And I don't care. That's what John Wick's known for. (laughs) The the series literally started with, people keep asking me if I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. And I'm like, why are you delivering the line like that? That's part of the appeal. It's ridiculous. I just, I can't wait. I'm so excited for this, and I really hope there's a cameo by Anna de Armas to set up the ballerina role. I will fuck like I feel bad for anyone who's in my screening if that happens because I will be out yes. of my seat, clapping, screaming like we're No Way Home when like the, the Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire came on screen. I will be running up and down the aisles, hooting and hollering, stomping and hollering, which is my favorite genre according to Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and I will love every minute of this film. You sure it's not going to be more like a Crimes of the Future reaction? <laughs> I hope not. My, I hope for my pants' sake it's not. Do you guys think that Matthew Perry will be protesting outside of movie theaters? <laughs> Chris Farley died. Why is he <laughs> Why are we watching Keanu Reeves? Why? Why? <laughs> I'm just that was, expecting. That was so strange. I'm just expecting Matthew Perry to be in my screening. Like, could I be any more disappointed? Yeah. <laughs> and that's coming out pretty soon, so that that that'll be fun. Not soon enough. I wonder if the cackling woman from our our part three screening will be there. If she's there, I will be cackling right along with her. <laughs> Until she stops 20 minutes in, and then she's done for the rest of the movie. Oh my god, he's killing people. <laughs> All right, my number one, a little anticlimactic, but it's Barbie. Greta Gerwig's, I don't even know what it is, but again, from the moment I heard that Margot Robbie is Barbie, I'm in. When I saw Ryan Gosling as Ken in that one photo, I went out of my mind, and I've been hooked. I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. I don't care. Sit me in the theater. It, it just seems amazing. Please give it to me right now. Here's some other ones that we may or may not be looking forward to. Shotgun Wedding, the J-Lo <laughs> romantic action movie. I think that could be pretty cool. I think that one comes out pretty soon. You People, the Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill coming out on Netflix, which there's been like surprisingly little fanfare for. I'm like, <laughs> these are two of the best comedic actors on screen and it's like i don't know i i only heard about it because you sent it to me netflix decides how much fanfare there is and i mean it's from kenya barris who has had quite a career so far on the small screen yeah absolutely so you know blackish and all the all the ish spinoffs yeah i don't know what's going on there but i'm watching it so that'll be cool we mentioned knock at the cabin creed 3 Another Jonathan Major. I actually think that one looks pretty good. Interesting storyline. We'll see. <laughs> 65, Adam Drivers. He's in the future, but he's really in the past because there's dinosaurs, but he's got ray guns. 
but it's 65 million years ago. Like, am I getting all of that correct? I'm not sure. I I don't know much about that one. I just know about the dinosaurs. Interesting. It's an incredibly interesting choice for him. I, I'm excited to see him in something like that. A Good Person, the newest Zach Braff mm-hmm. movie starring Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was made before their separation i think so, it was oh yeah you know what i i like that i'm gonna revisit his films and see how i feel about them now i do like he does have his kind of own there's a feeling to a zach brack zach braff movie that i i appreciate that he brings there's a lightness to it but a a lightness mixed with heaviness anyway i'm excited for that one next goal wins the takeaway td been rumored to come out for nine years now there is a movie called paint where it seems owen wilson is playing a character based on bob ross which okay i'm watching it maestro bradley cooper's leonard bernstein he's he's doing old man makeup (laughs) he's doing old man face (laughs) i'm still on the owen wilson bob ross movie yeah, like wow. look it up. It's real. It's like a little tree. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson's career. That's a fascinating conversation. <laughs> Elemental, I think I've mentioned this before, the newest Pixar. It's it it seems I I'm not going to judge this movie before I see it. It almost seems like a parody of a Pixar movie <laughs> at this point, but we'll see. Insidious 5. Oppenheimer, we mentioned a new haunted mansion with Jamie Lee Curtis and Jared Leto. I give it to me. I love the original Eddie Murphy haunted mansion. People insult that movie. I disagree with them. I think it's great. <laughs> Get this one. I don't know how true this is. Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. What? <laughs> I mean, if they can come out with a Puss in Boots movie that gets award contention in the year of 2022 then sure let's get another chicken run movie do you guys want to play a quick game of what year did chicken run come out in 2002 tyler 2003 you're both very close it was 2000 so 23 years ago chicken run came out wait hang on i might have been thinking of chicken little when did that come out 2005 yeah i think chicken little was a little later what about barnyard uh, back at the barn. I'm gonna say that one's 2005. Oh, 2006. 2006. What Chicken Little was what? 2005. I was right. Oh, speaking oh, of Zach Braff, go. we're we're on we're still on Zach Braff now. Why? What is he? Was he Chicken Little? He was Chicken Little. Gotta say, never knew that. <laughs> Me either. And you know who Abby Mallard was? No. Joan Cusack. Oh, okay. I can see that. I know. I never. I don't think I ever fully watched Chicken Little as a kid. Oh my god, it's so good. Skip that one. I love it. Bo was afraid we mentioned Quiet Place Part Three. I didn't love Part Two. I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was a little underdeveloped for what I thought the sequel to A Quiet Place, which a movie I love, should be. But hey, Part Three, let's do it. I'm sorry, not to distract, but. Um, Patrick Warburton was also in Chicken Little, and you—if you look at his IMDb page, his profile picture is literally him dressed as the Tick. Oh, really? That's funny. 
Well, I mean, I guess we all know more for his voice, so it only makes sense. Who else was in the cast of Chicken Little? Oh, we got it's stacked. We got Fred Willard, Catherine O'Hara, Harry Shearer, Wallace Shawn, Steve Zahn, Amy Sedaris, Patrick Stewart, Don Knotts. This is Wes Anderson's Chicken Little. <laughs> We're also getting Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. Okay, we'll see. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of that joke from Home Sweet Home Alone. Oh. Slow down, Axel Foley. All the kids love Beverly Hills Cop references. Terrible. Napoleon, a Ridley Scott movie, also starring Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, give it to me. The Killer, the David Fincher movie. Again, one that's been rumored to come out for quite a while, and I hope it finally comes out. Night Bitch, starring Amy Adams. I guess she is a, a mother who turns into a dog at night, which mm. give I, Amy Adams, who I love so much, has been on a downward spiral a bit as far as movie. I'm not going to say movie choice. I'm sure. Because who knows? Movie outcome. I'm sure Night Bitch is going to turn that around. <laughs> what? You didn't like Hillbilly Elegy or um, what was that other woman in the window? No, those are both bad. <laughs> Both bad from filmmakers that I very much enjoy, but both of those movies are not good, unfortunately. Uh, Ferrari, which is Michael Mann's new movie. I come on, when when was when was the last was Black Hat the last I Michael think Mann Black movie? Hat was the last Michael Mann movie? I gotta look this up real quick, because if so, well, he did the Heat Two book. There's a book. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a sequel to Heat. Sequel? Yeah, I didn't know there's a book sequel to Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Black Hat in 2015 was his latest one. And then I forgot, like, six. it was the six years before that that was Public Enemies. So I, I can't wait for Ferrari. That one's going to be really good. And I have to say, I've been excited about a lot of titles this year, and I think there are even more that we didn't even mention. There are a lot of franchise stuff that I do not care about whatsoever. Like I was like looking through the list and I'm like, this is so much stuff that I just I don't want to engage with. Like Expendables four, <laughs> the Equalizer three, the Meg two. I'm like I'm not saying these movies are gonna be bad or anything. I might like them, but I'm like my there's there's a lot of IP that is not for me this year. What about Wonka? The latest in the Wonka franchise. No thanks. Stop working, Timothy Chalamet. Retire from acting. So the Wonka movie is being done by the guy who made the Paddington films, which are galaxies ahead, galaxies better than they should be. Right, The Paddington films are great direction, very clever. They're great. So I do have confidence in that. Do I want that? version of Willy Wonka not really but whatever I'm gonna see it so it'll be all good all right so that is it for us we're excited for a whole new year of movies talking about movies being here with you the listener so stick with us over the year we'll see you next time stay down to bone and I'm Matt Sturdivant <laughs> Silver Screen Savers podcast is hosted and produced by Michael Gallant Tyler Sutkus and Matt Sturdivant with additional editing by Matt Sturdivant. Intro music by Charles Michelle via Pixabay. Logo designed by Nathan Seidel. 